In other words, don't hack other people's computers. This episode is distributed under the Creative Commons license. Unorthodox Hacking, Episode 3, Oracle. Welcome to Unorthodox Hacking. I'm Joe Klonasek, a.k.a. Fats. Unorthodox means breaking with tradition. I hope to guide you on traditional and not-so-traditional hacks, along with various ways to mitigate those hacks. All demonstrations are for research and educational purposes only. Okay, today we're going to hack Oracle. Uh, we're going to do it with no exploits. We're going to use just standard built-in functions, uh, select statements, and what have you. Uh, the, the database we'll be hacking is an Oracle 10G Express Edition, or XE, which is the free one you can get from Oracle. It uh, runs on Linux and Windows and a few other flavor of operating systems. So if you want to play around, you can go grab it, install it, and hack away on it. Don't hack on other people's Oracle databases, because that can make some people really upset and get you in trouble uh, with the law. Uh, first, I apologize for the poor quality. I'm shooting this with my camcorder uh, through my projector, so I don't understand how people go and uh, do cams of movies. Uh, this is a real pain to set up, but uh, I'll do the best we can. But I really want to demo this, you know, start to finish uh, with no cuts in between. So we'll see what happens. Uh, hopefully, all the hacks will work properly. So the first thing we need to do is find an Oracle server. So I'm on Windows. So I'll use scanline.199, uh, which I know is that's a live host I have. So we'll go ahead and scan it. SL is from Foundstone. It's a pretty quick scanner comparable to Nmap. Uh, unfortunately, it doesn't suffer from the same problems that Nmap has with XP, uh, with the uh, uh, raw packet stuff. So this should take a little bit of time. Okay, there we go. So you see we scanned it. If we look at here, port 1521 is an Oracle port, uh, or typically Oracle. If you, if you find 1521 exposed on the internet, uh, there's a good chance that it's Oracle. It could be other apps, but you can do some queries and whatnot, and more than likely it's Oracle. So what do we do next? Well, since it is Oracle, we want to run a tool called OScanner. Uh, OScanner is from secure.net. Uh, they got some pretty cool tools out there for Oracle enumeration, uh, and Oracle auditing tools, and a bunch of other cool little utilities. Also, you can go to www.petefinnegan.com for more cool Oracle scripts, tools, uh, how to find DBAs, and a lot of other just really neat Oracle hacking tools that are out there. And it gives you some step-by-steps on how to do it and, and how to secure it. So the first thing we want to do is we'll go ahead and get this up to a little higher so you can see it. Run OScanner and the IP address. What OScanner does is it connects to, to the TNS listener and tries to enumerate the databases that are on there. It performs a query as to what are your databases and then tries to enumerate the SIDs. Uh, and there's some localized uh, user and password files you can use that are default. Uh, and you can populate that with commonly found uh, usernames for Oracle, or you can try to brute force it. 
On this case, running against the, the 10G XE database, it couldn't try to brute force, but it did find a couple things from my dictionary. Uh, there, it found an account called CTXSYS with a password of CTXSYS, but this account is locked. But I also found another account called DBSNMP with a password of DBSNMP. This is typically used uh, in environments. This account is a default account. It's used to check the health and status uh, via SNMP, what the databases are, utilization, and what have you. So here we found an Oracle server and we found a possible username and password that we can use to connect to it. So the next thing we want to do is load up SQL Plus. SQL Plus is the uh, interface to Oracle where you can type in SQL commands. Uh, it's part of a free download for the Oracle client from oracle.com. Just go through their downloads and you can find the, the SQL uh, Plus client. The whole suite is like 450 meg, so I don't understand what the whole hype is about Oracle when a client is 450 meg. Come on, it's a little ridiculous. But, you know, that's, that's part of their business. So what we'll do here is we'll use the log, username and password that we found, dbsnmp, with a password of dbsnmp, and the host string, uh, since the database that it found it in was uh, xe, you see right here, xe is a database instance. So here we'll just type XE and hopefully yep we got right in how about that I'll try to bring this zoom this out so you can see it a little better apologize for this here see if I can focus a little better okay By the way, if you have any equipment you want to donate, I'll be happy to take it, because once again, this is no budget. Uh, well, that's about the best I can do. I apologize for it, but you'll get the idea. So, the Oracle stores all the users and passwords and all the user settings in a file called, or in a table called sys.user$. Typically, users can't read this file, but depending on the access methods or the grants that DB assigned to the various users, they may be able to read this table. And certainly, DBSNMP probably has this role. Uh, so, if you're lucky, and you may score here. If not, you may find other default username and passwords uh, through your enumeration that may have access to this file. Uh, so, basically, we're going to do a select the name and password from sys.user$ sys and if we can't read the table we'll get an error if we can read the table we should have some username and password hashes and how about that I'll try to zoom in there so you can see a few of them so you see here their names Here are the DBAs, so or some of the users that are on here. So this just this just 
dumped out all the users and, and passwords hashes that are you know, passwords are encrypted in the Oracle database. So the I'll try to zoom in here and zoom out. So bear with it. So the next thing we want to do is it's one thing to get some users, but you already have a username. We want to actually get a DBA. So what we'll do is try to focus this again. Yeah, I'm just making it worse. What we'll do here is paste in a little query that will select the distinct name password from the sys.user dollar sign table and we'll also query the sys.sysauth dollar sign where the user is the, equals the grantee and the privilege is number four. The key here is having a privilege of four which designates a DBA role. So we'll go ahead and run this query and try to zoom in a little bit here. focus on it. You see here is a couple of DBAs. You have DBA user uh, right here, Sys system, and Scott which is a default Oracle account as well. More likely if it hasn't been changed is Scott has a, a user password of Tiger, all lowercase, but this DBA user looks pretty interesting too so let's try to pick on him. So what we'll do is we need to crack this password. So what we'll do is we'll copy and paste this. That's the encrypted password hash. And we will use cane or cane enable. Uh, cane enable, if you watch the Windows podcast, you know is like an all-in-one cool little tool for uh, Hacking uh, and, and cracking passwords, sniffing, wire, doing wireless activities, and all kinds of cool. It's like a, a Swiss Army knife for hacking. So I'll try to focus this a little better. No, it's not going to work. So we'll just we'll just play the Zoom game on it. I apologize once again. And try to focus. This is really hard, especially when you're doing it all yourself. <laughs> Need a cameraman. That looks okay. So what we'll do is we'll go down to the Oracle hashes, and we'll right-click on the username. We'll add to the list. We want to do DBA user because that was the username that we found, and then for the hash, we will paste in the password hash. Now the next thing we're gonna do is we can brute force this or we can try a dictionary. Uh, so we'll try a dictionary attack first. So here I have a password file uh, from Kane uh, that has a bunch of uh, just passwords to try in it and we'll see if it hits any of these. If not we'll have to resort to a better dictionary file or we'll have to do a brute force. So if we go ahead and click on start, 
Uh, didn't crack it. Let's remove the dictionary. Add it again. There we go. It, it had remembered his last position in the dictionary and just continued forward so uh, I had to just reload the dictionary file so it would start from the beginning. So you see here DBA user and it found a password of DBA password. So pretty cool. So now we have what seems to be a DBA or database admin level account which is really all we need to really get started on hacking this Oracle database. So we'll get rid of this. So what we'll do now is we will get out of SQL Plus because we're logged in as this user and we will restart SQL Plus again and this time we will log in with our new hopefully DBA account DBA user password of DBA PASSWRD and once again our host string our instance is XE Typed it wrong. DBA user, DBA PASS, XE. DBA user, DBA, DBA password. There we go. Hopes if you type it right. So, I'm kind of zooming a little bit here. So now we're in as a DBA. So the first thing we want to do, as any good hacker does, is you want to create yourself an account. And if you're a DBA, this should be successful. So we'll create an account using the create user command. We'll call a hacker and we'll give it the password of hacker pass. Hey, created the user. The next thing we need to do is we want to grant all kinds of rights to us. We want to become a DBA, we want to be able to select anything we want, create jobs, we want to be able to access the directory, we want to be able to execute code. So what we'll do here is we will now paste in a few commands. You see here we granted the DBA role to our account. We granted select any dictionary which allows us to read the user's table uh, or the data, any data dictionary. We granted select any table. We granted any jobs so we can create jobs. We uh, created, uh, granted read and write access to a directory, uh, to a variable called my directory. So whatever we sign to that, we'll have read write to. And we granted execute and debug on the sys.utilTCP package which we'll show later. This will allow us to do some port scans and just basically access the TCP IP stack. So, now what we want to do is access SQL Plus because we want to go in as our hacker with now these higher privileges than what a DBA has. In most cases you, you can't assign these roles to the DBA you logged in as because you can't grant yourself rights uh, but you can certainly grant higher rights than you have to other people and that's what we just did to this user hacker. So once again we'll exit SQL Plus and we will start SQL Plus again and we'll log in with hacker password of hacker pass 
And once again, the host instance or the host string is XE. And voila, we got in. So right now we are logged into this Oracle database as an account that we created with higher privileges than probably most of the DBAs uh, on that system. So now we're going to have a little fun. Uh, our goal is to get a shell on this system. Uh, the system uh, we know from previous recon using SL is probably a Linux system. Uh, so there's a good chance it has Netcat installed already. So we'll just hit or miss try that. If it's not installed, uh, certainly there's a lot of tricks we can do uh, through the various packages Oracle has, such as utl.http or the utl.tcp, where you can actually go out to the internet and get a uh, file and download it. Uh, but let's see if this has Netcat installed. Uh, So what we'll actually do first is we'll create a little uh, uh, procedure in a, in a directory, access to a directory, and we'll create a little shell script. So what we did here is we created, a, well, we created this, this, in this, within this variable context, which we granted uh, execute and debug privileges to. We assigned that to the temp directory, and then we created a... Uh, new object of file type and here we just went through the various uh, oracle commands to go into the mydir which is slash temp we will create a file called hacked with write permissions we will then stuff into this little uh, file the command user bin nc to listen on port 4445 and when a connection comes in execute bin sh and run it in the background uh, we'll close the file handle, and if there's an error, let us know. Hopefully this will work. Ah, you see it completed, uh, completed successfully. That's a really good sign. So what this did is this created a file in the temp directory called hacked that when run uh, will launch netcat, hopefully. So all we need to do now is actually get a shell or actually call out to this procedure that we just created. Go down here so you can see more of the screen. So what we did here is we will uh, create, we'll use the 10G feature of the scheduler. Uh, it's a task scheduler. We'll create a, a, a job called you know, test5. We'll make it executable. You can make you can define jobs as PLSQL and as a few other types. The one that re we're really interested in is executable. And the what we're going to execute is bin sh. And we're going to pass it one argument. Uh, the reason we need to do this is the file that we created here only has the right attribute. And since this is a, a Unix system, you can't uh, just run a file from the command line or a callout that isn't marked execute. However, you can pass that as a parameter to the shell or to bash or, or what have you and tell that shell to run a file that's not marked executable as, is, as if it is executable, which is what we're going to do here. So this is a number of arguments. We then set the arguments. So the job name, 
matches so they know what it goes with. It's the first argument and we'll pass it slash TMP slash hacked. Since we'll run uh, slash bin slash sh space slash TMP slash hacked. And then the scheduler.enable says just run this uh, whole uh, job right now. Don't queue it up for uh, to run it some other time. And it said it completed. So hopefully we should have uh, Netcat running on this remote machine and listening. So we'll fire up our local Netcat on Windows and we'll go to the port we told it to listen on. And hey, look at that. Those look like Unix commands or, or you know, Unix directories. We can do a uh, uptime. Try to zoom in here so you can see a little better. Maybe try to fix this up a little bit. We'll do a uname minus a. Actually running commands here on this Unix system. Uh, we can go into uh, Etsy. You see all the files. We can do a Who Am I? I'm running as a user Oracle because I broke out of the database and the database is running as a standard user called Oracle. So right now I have full shell access to this remote Oracle server as the user oracle so I have privileges to do whatever the standard oracle user has which means I can act as a normal user can and I can go in and probably modify oracle configuration files uh, do some other little tweaks install some backdoors and just wreck a lot of havoc because even though the oracle user is a, a non-root type account oftentimes people put the oracle account uh, in the sudoers file so they can so Oracle can SU to run some commands so I might get some luck there uh, it may have access to other databases using a SSH with a host key file uh, access backups I mean Oracle they usually grant a lot of privileges to the Oracle user that aren't really needed because they try to run things in an automated fashion directly from the Oracle database so there we, we have a shell on this remote machine. So I do want to show you one more cool little thing using some of the, the SQL. So we'll go back here to our uh, PLSQL. We're still in as our, as our user hacker. Besides getting a shell, there's all kinds of other utilities that you can use. Uh, there's the utl.smtp, which can send out mail, uh, so you can make a uh, like a little spam bot out of an Oracle database. And actually, since you're in as user Oracle, you can actually just store everything in a database, create a table, and, and just let it run and, and send out spam. It'll take a long while for some DBAs to find that. In addition, you can make you can do port scanning. Which is cool too. You know, how many people would be uh, would even notice our Oracle server port scanning, or if it was found, 
they would have a, probably have a hard time finding why it was doing it because uh, typically uh, a sysadmin is not a DBA, they're a Unix admin and they'll go into the operating system and look for Trojans or rootkits or scanners or things like that and never suspect that the Oracle database was the one doing the actual scans. So we have here, these are some scripts I got from uh, linked off of PeteFinnegan.com. I'm not going to show you the, all the contents because they're kind of lengthy. But typically the first thing I'm going to do is load the SQL scan, which just defines a, a procedure. And then the SQL map, which handles all the port returns and the output. I'm going to set my server output on, which means just display back any, any messages and whatnot. And then I'm going to exact the SQL map, which is defined in this uh, SQL map that SQL statement and actually I'll show you a screenshot of what some of that looks like in a second just so you get an idea of the code and then I just specify some parameters the target I want and what ports uh, so I'm going to scan 1 through 32,000 on the local machine actually let's change it up a little bit let's scan uh, let me take this line out here we'll go from for uh, 69, right? Yeah, we're gonna do 69 port one through. Now, uh, what should we do? We'll do through uh, 3,000, and it's executing. It'll take a second or two, but it's really doing a. Uh, a port scan right now and hopefully if this machine is up and has ports listening we'll get some output back and tell us what ports are open and what ones aren't from 1 to 3000 uh, now this is doing a full uh, SYN, SYNAC type handshake and then closing the connection so it's not very fast uh, when you're doing it this way you know nmap and things like that are much quicker uh, and since you can gain access to the shell via netcat might as well just upload netcat to there and use that but if you want to be a little more stealthy this is a pretty cool thing to do uh, that's taking unusually long but we'll just wait it out and see if it returns anything Oops. maybe I should have tried a smaller port range <laughs> We'll just let it keep running here. Uh, some other things you can do with this is, I mean, you, you can create an IRC server, an IRC bounce. I mean, it's TCP, so you can write a little TCP server. Oh, it finished. Great. So, on this particular machine, there were no ports open. Darn. Oh, well. That's, you know, that happens. Uh... My other machine I know has ports open is off right now. Uh, had a little failure, so this machine is firewall and whatnot. So it, it was hit or miss if it had ports open. But if it had some open, it would have displayed them here that these ports were were open. So right now it didn't show anything. But if there were, you would see it. Uh, so really, that's what I have so far for Oracle. Uh, it's pretty cool. Definitely breakable. Uh, and just once again just be careful uh 
if you do play around with this because you can really destroy some databases. Uh, myself, I'm no expert at all. I'm a very, very newbie uh, with Oracle. I basically took a crash course in all of a few hours just playing around with a few databases uh, and seeing what I can and can't do when using the internet as a reference. Uh, also use the uh, Database Hacker's Handbook by David Litchfield. Uh, it's a great book if you're looking on how to exploit and secure the various databases such as Oracle, Postgres, MSQL, MySQL, uh, DB2. It's a great reference for that. Uh, they go through these hacks and more, uh, exploiting some of the Java capabilities, uh, stored procedures, and what have you. Uh, if you're a DB8, definitely read this. You'll and uh, try these attacks out against your own Oracle servers and then follow the mitigation steps on how to prevent this from happening. If you're an attacker or a pen tester, it's probably good to know some of these tricks. So if you do get a system that's running Oracle and you're doing a pen test for a customer, uh, you, you know how to uh, you know get in and, and bypass a lot of their uh, security mechanisms. Uh, the other thing you can do if you're more destructive, which is not recommended and, and is is just, it, it sickens me when people do this, but you're in as a DBA right now. I could actually select things out of tables, manipulate databases. If this Oracle server is also uh, linked to another Oracle server, a remote database through a remote database link, I can view those connections and the passwords for those connections and actually ride those database link connections to remote Oracle servers and start these hacks all over again. Uh, so once you get a foothold in one Oracle server, you can pretty much own any other Oracle server that uh, this one talks to via some database links. As promised, here is a snippet of the source code for the uh, SQL underscore scan and SQL map. Uh, procedures that we ran. Uh, you can find it as part of the PLSQL port scanner offering from www.bilkin.com. A lot of this can be mitigated by simply putting a password on the Oracle TNS listener. Uh, also, if you don't need Oracle exposed to the internet, well, put a firewall around it. But remember, if you're exposing the data or the database to a web server, well, all someone has to do is do some SQL injection and they can get in. Uh, since I'm not an expert in Oracle, uh, I'm going to refer you to some URLs that can help you secure Oracle. Uh, go to, you can go to oracle.com. They have a uh, pretty good security checklist uh, PDF file. CISsecurity.org has a benchmark tool you can uh, evaluate your Oracle installation against. DatabaseSecurity.com is an excellent site that has a lot of information about Oracle and other various databases. And SANS.org also has an Oracle database checklist. So if you're running Oracle, I suggest you just check out these sources uh, for these long, long checklists on things that you should verify to ensure your installation is secure. Lastly, you really should get the book, The Database Hacker's Handbook. It is just awesome. It tells you different ways to hack all the different databases such as Oracle, Postgres, MySQL, MSQL, uh, and a few others, and it tells you how to mitigate those hacks as well. Uh, you can see my link on www.unorthodoxhacking.com for ordering information, uh, or you can just go straight to Amazon or whatnot. It's from David Litchfield, Chris Ainley, John Heisman, and Bill Grinley. I hope you enjoyed this episode.
You can see more episodes at www.unorthodoxhacking.com. You can also email me at faz at unorthodoxhacking.com with any questions, comments, or any hacks you want to see in the future. Until next time, safe hacking.